I'm Pamela Portnoy, and no one's okay. Today's guest is casting director, educator. Her credits include film and television shows on CBS, ABC, NBC, the WB, and much, much, much more. We've got the wonderful and the talented Caroline Leem with us. Goodness, thank you for that introduction. And I can hear you now. We're doing it. You know, it just means that I get more time with you. I just, I, I love being in the presence of the Pamela Portnoy. Oh, you're so sweet. I feel the same way. Thank you. <laughs> so Caroline, tell our listeners a little bit about your journey. Share as much or as little as you want. Yeah. So I started as an actor. I have lots of degrees. I, I, I've worked in regional theater and, and did, did a lot of uh, musicals and um, Shakespeare and all kinds of things. And then just really was curious about casting. And that came about because I was working at Seattle Rep and I just found the phone was ringing all the time in that corner office. And I just didn't, like, I didn't understand what were you doing in that, in that office? Um, and then I was also working with, uh, as an actor, with this amazing casting director, Jody Rothfield, and she was teaching classes and I was, you know, learning, trying to get more of a foundation to my work as an actor and found her phone ringing off the hook all the time. And, you know, what was she doing before class? What was she doing after class? And I just found that more and more I was asking her about the casting part of things. I was asking her more about what happened on the other side of the camera, more so than my commercial class that I was taking with her. And so I, she took me under her wing and that's how I, that was my real, I had, I had done internships with amazing offices prior to that, but that was the moment where it clicked in and, and I said, oh, you know, maybe this is something I want to pursue instead. And so laid the groundwork and here I am. That's amazing. That's, um, it sounds like you've gotten a taste for a lot of different, um, career paths on your journey. Absolutely. I was going to be a musician. I had, I had played, uh, concert clarinet. I was, I was a classically trained clarinetist, uh, and played for 11 years. Wow. Uh, Yeah. I, I really was that that was something I was really thinking of playing with orchestras and and that kind of thing and um, a studio musician I was I was headed in that direction. Uh, I had also studied opera for a period of time and it was of interest I and mean, that that's a whole other conversation and that takes a whole other skill set. But it was something that I was you know stepping into and dabbling into a little bit, and uh, I also come from a medical family so there was always this pull toward well you're going to become a brain surgeon right. Yes. No. <laughs> that was not happen. But but I the closest I got to that was I I was an optician for a number of years and I used to teach anatomy of the eye. So that was a whole other career in another life that I did not do separately. By the way, because you're wondering how old are you to do all of this? Like I'm a hundred, right? But no, I, <laughs> I was doing this all concurrently. So I was constantly moving in different circles, trying to figure out 
I guess in it, I was just doing it, but perhaps the reason why I was just, I was trying to find my creative footing and, and where I wanted to go, what I wanted to lean into. That makes so much sense because as what I know of what you do now, you consistently wear so many hats. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't surprise me that you were doing all of this pretty much at the same time. That's amazing. <laughs> I don't know how you do it, how you balance everything. It's like you're spinning yeah, all these important. plates. There's a lot of plates and it's really important to have a firm foundation, good organizational skills, but also I think most importantly is to have an amazing community of people that you can lean on and, and rise with. I think that's, that can't do it without the whole community, right? 100%. So as you mentioned, you started out in theater and mm-hmm. then you moved to casting. What was the one thing, if there is one thing that surprised you the most about going to the other side of the table? Sure. Uh, let's see. You know, I, I hadn't, I'll talk about, I had an instance as an actor where I was auditioning for um, a national and international tour. And I just remember the anxiety that comes with all, the thing is on the other side of it, what if this works out? What if I get booked? This means things like, I can pay off the car, I can get a car, I can get a house, I can take care of my family, you know, all of the things, rather than this is one moment where I get to share my work and my love and my performance with with this small group of people, you know, so what I felt in that moment was, wow, I am so full of anxiety for all the wrong reasons, and I did not at the same time feel supported by that room, and so in that's that pivot also part. There was Jody, but there was also that pivot um, as a creative to create spaces where people can really feel supported, um, that they can really do their best work, that they feel that what they're sharing is actually being listened to and you know that kind of thing. So um, that was the moment I think where that transition, you know, we don't always feel that we're heard or that we're seen. And I just wanted to create a space where both could happen. That's so beautiful. And so what would you say is key in creating that space? Just doing it, just listening. I think there is, for me as a casting director, it's, the actors who self-tape or the actors who come into the Zoom room, because that's where we are now, right? Yes. That I trust that they know they're part of the job, right? Mm-hmm. They got that appointment because they have a certain level of training, they have a certain skill set, they have a certain something that's needed that honors the role. And so I expect them to be amazing because it's within their wheelhouse to do so. So for me, I have a certain level of comfort about that. And so Perhaps that's what just comes into play, that there's a comfort that actors feel when we interact. And then beyond that, I look at, well, are you a collaborator? Mm-hmm. Because yeah, let's see what happens if, with the notes and the redirects and, um, and that it's a conversation. I, it's not meant to be uh, anything more than let's share ideas and figure out how to get to the vision. And are you that person who will fulfill the vision? And if not, that's cool because there'll probably be another role for you. That's wonderful. So you do you really abide by like 
getting into the room, doing your best work, showing up authentically and, and creatively, that's the win. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, your job is to audition, right? The, yeah. And there, there should be joy in that. And, and, and I talk with people a lot about, uh, you know, everybody's made that transition from in-room to self-taping, right? We, we've all had that conversation, whether you feel, whether you embrace it or not, that's, that's part of your journey. <laughs> <laughs> it's the reality now. That it, it is a reality. And so I always talk with people about what's your ritual? How do you create that for yourself? So rather than thinking, oh, another self-tape or how do I, you know, it, it's, it's the feeling of where is the space that you can create for this? Because we create space for things like our workouts, our meditation, you know, our timeouts, you know, for um, removing ourselves and, you know, for me going to the beach, like we do those kind of things. So how do we create ritual around the self-tape? So then we can really create space to do our best work and then do all the things that you say authentically and showing up for yourself, you know? 100%. So what do you wish every actor knew? Um, these are going to be some of the typical things. I, I really wish every actor knew that we do root for them. I, that we do advocate for them and we do in many, 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 many ways. Uh, and I, I wish actors knew that we really are looking for your voice in it. You know, there's certain things, there's certain rhythms and, uh, ways that a, a scene, will just inherently drive, but we're looking for your voice in it and how, how you would interpret this material. And that competition is only with yourself. It's not, not anyone else. That's where all the good stuff is, right? I love that you said that. That's beautiful. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> Thank you. I'm taking it in. Uh, so during the pandemic, if I'm not mistaken, you started, um, its purpose at play during the pandemic, correct? Mm -hmm. Could you tell our listeners a little bit about that? Sure. I, you know, my my colleague, uh, Dana Houston, she is a rep in Canada, a model rep. And we've been longtime friends. Uh, we've, you know, just years of just professionally working together. And she's, she's also just such a tell it like it is kind of person, you know? And and I might be, well, we can be open to different, you know, I'm a little bit more kumbaya. She's a little bit more straight and narrow. And so <laughs> I, what, what happened was we, we were all in our little, you know, in our little cubicles, we were all in our little pods and we're like, well, what do we want to do next? You know, and, and purpose really came up for me being, being in purpose, being visible, um, sharing your voice. How do we create a space for that? Not just for, you know, me and Dana to talk it out, but for other people to come in and share. And maybe there's some like-minded stuff, or maybe there's, there's um, discussion and dissertation around it, you know, like whatever it is, right? And so uh, everything that we do should be, should have some strategy and intention around it, and it should have some purpose. But at the end of the day, we need to have fun. Yes. You know? And so that's how Purpose okay. of Play came about. <laughs> Amazing. And I mean, theater, one of my favorite, uh, have you watched Schitt's, Schitt's Creek? Oh, yeah. Oh, love Schitt's Creek. One of my favorite lines um, when they were putting up the play is, well, it's 
called a play, not a work. <laughs> play. I love the way she says it. <laughs> yes. It's so hard to imitate that accent. It's like so, it's a mix of like so many different things. I love Moira. Right. I love it. Oh. Oh. Um, so I know that from what I see with a lot of people right now, a lot of people are questioning what their purpose is mm -hmm. um, because we've had so much time to kind of sit by ourselves with ourselves. Mm -hmm. What would you say to someone that wasn't sure about their passion or their purpose? Like what advice would you give them to like try to figure that out? Sure. You know, everybody's going to be different. And, and I think when we get really internal, there's a space for that. We definitely need to marinate on things and, and sit with things and see what voice comes to it, you know, but we also, you know, in the act of service, in the act of action, we gain steps and we, we find our way to where our next purpose or our next, um, the next choices that we have. So I would, there's so many different things to offer, but what I would offer here is think outside of yourself and take a step, make a step, do be in action, one thing. And then the other is be a service, reach out to somebody else. So you get outside yourself and it opens up things and it just shakes it up a little bit. So you're, you're leaning more towards your purpose. 100%. I love that advice. That's really great. Try to think about outside of yourself. And that's so hard to do sometimes, you know, and it's interesting because we're all indoors, right? And we're, you know, we're, we're definitely opening up and closing, opening, closing. But uh, it's a way to, some people have been really wonderful and, and feeling really, um, some people have really loved being home <laughs> and others are losing their minds. Yep. Right. And, and I think either way, when we reach out, whether it's, you know, on any platform or a text, it's when we, that act of um, reaching out and checking in with others and connecting with others, that's what leads us. I mean, that's what led to purpose at play. I was just reaching out to Dana you know, in Canada, I'm all, how you doing? I'm sitting here, you know, on my couch again, working <laughs> you know? and, and look what happened. So, and we've, we've created a lot of conversations and a lot of synergy, um, that people have really been able to take to heart and make their own. So that's wonderful because yeah, we're not in a vacuum. And so having, I, like you mentioned earlier, having that tribe, the people around you, the people that your community to grow with, that's so crucial and so helpful and healthy and wonderful. I love that. Well, we're human beings. We're meant to, to connect. We're, we're meant to share our humanity and, you know, moving it forward together. Yes. <laughs> so you're, as we mentioned, you are constantly spinning plates. You're constantly busy doing so many wonderful things, wonderful endeavors, projects, what do you do to protect yourself from burnout? Yeah. <laughs> and sigh. <laughs> I have a great team around you, and that could be family um, and friends, along with colleagues. I, I have to schedule personal time 
And even, even before we jumped on right now, I said, oh my goodness, I have two meetings before I see Pam. How do I get into the frame of mind so I can be present to all of that? And so I did, uh, I did a 10 minute meditation because that's all I had time for. Nice. A, a 10 minute meditation, just a little check-in and also um, leaning in toward my throat chakra because I knew I would be speaking a lot. And so just so I could center myself and for look, you know, people like to meditate. They don't like to meditate. I mean, it could be yoga. It could be a walk around the block. It could be a run, you know, climb the stairs, help, you know, cleaning the house, like whatever that thing is for you that just helps to bring you back and focus. Also in between all of the things I have to do um, or that I love to do, by the way, I, I'll, I'll step away. I'll say, oh, I just need five minutes. And I literally step out. I go into my garden. I, I listen to the world around me. And then I, it changes up the energy, right? And then I come back and I'm ready to do the next thing. That's really beautiful. I was talking to someone last night about that, how um, coloring in my coloring book, kind of puts my brain in that meditative space sometimes because it really, it's like this relaxed focus. Yeah. It could be different for everybody because I, I wish I had the discipline to just sit down at like a particular hour every day and meditate for even five minutes, which I find very challenging. Like the fact that you're, you're, you have the the discipline of mind to be like, this is what I need right now. Um, I think it's really important to be in tune with, with that part of yourself that knows. Absolutely. I also do when things feel really freaking hectic and it happens a lot. Um, I literally take a deep breath and I ask myself, how can I make this a moment of ease? How can I just make this a moment of ease? And is that telling them I need five minutes? Is that rescheduling? is that, uh, you know, asking, it's really asking for what you need. So with that, how can it be a moment of ease asking yourself what you need? Have you ever had a hard time doing that? Like, have you ever suffered from what I suffer from, which is, I don't want to disappoint, you know, Um, by saying no, I've really been trying to learn how to say no. I, I think instead of thinking no is a negative, you know, it's like you're serving, you know, it, you're serving what's, words are leaving me right now, but it's, you're serving the circumstance, right? You're asking for what you need in order to be focused and create space so then everything can keep moving forward. So I have no problem saying no. <laughs> I love that so much because, and by the way, I didn't come out of the womb with that. So it's, it's literally, it's, it's learned over time because no, isn't final in my mind. No is not yet. No is I need a moment to check this out. I need a moment to get more information, to gain more clarity, to really have the focus. So then I can be present with you when we, when we have this conversation. So I have no problem with no. <laughs> I that's wonderful. And you know, if you're spreading yourself too thin to the point where you're not able to take care of yourself, how are you going to be of service? How are you going to be present with with other people? That makes complete sense. So, if you're ready, I am ready to tackle our next section, which is called silly questions to take super seriously. Okay. 
Let's do it. Caroline, what is your favorite food to watch Brad Pitt eat? <gasps> oh, I you- love it. <laughs> want to give them some background on that yeah you in an article were quoted as saying brad pitt is the Lawrence olivier of eating on screen <laughs> he is he is he absolutely is if you watch i mean it's a thing of beauty 100 <laughs> i'm always just waiting for that moment of course i get absorbed in his performance because he's a spectacular actor but i'm like when's he gonna eat something yeah and I think, I think that's so fascinating. And I, you know, that's a good challenge, I think, for actors. It's like, how, how do you eat on screen so it looks natural and that it is not separate from, you know, what's happening in the scene, yeah. you know, and your connection with the, with the other actor. So what I would love to see Brad Pitt eat is peanut butter, right? Joe Black. Yeah. W- watching him do, yeah. it, like, it was like watching a child but it, obviously he was death in human form, watching yes. a child discover peanut butter for the first time. Like he right. didn't even know how to use the spoon right. It was delightful. Right? So delicious. Yes. <laughs> so that yeah. is a, that's probably my, my choice as well. I, yeah. I love that scene. That's really iconic. <laughs> that's <laughs> wonderful. You nailed the silly questions to take super seriously. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. <laughs> Before I ask you the important question, yes. where can our listeners follow you? Oh my goodness. Thank you for asking. I, um, I am discoverable for sure. So <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> so uh, Instagram, it's Caroline Leem. Twitter, it's Caroline Leem. <laughs> Facebook, it's Caroline Leem. <laughs> Right. But I, you know, Insta is where, where I really, um, connect with, with my audience, my audience being talent and other creatives, um, in our industry. So that's wonderful. Yeah. I, I love following you on Instagram. You constantly have wonderful, wonderful, um, insightful content. That's super helpful to artists of all kinds. Well, it's all in the give, right? So, you know, Certainly you want to toot your horn, but the, the larger story is how do you give to the world? How do you, you know, where's your place in humanity? Um, because, you know, we are really one voice. So. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Oh, Caroline, you're the best. Are you okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on, Caroline? You know. I mean, are any of us really okay, right? I guess is the is the question. So no one is. No, and I mean, it's interesting that this would follow, you know, how people can find me, you know, because it's it's like your social media is really a a beautiful screen to what's you know what's under. You know, I'm I'm always curious about what's under things, right? You know, what's the real skinny? What's the real real? You know, and. I don't think any of us are really okay. Um, for, for me, I love everything that I do. I love um, connecting with really interesting people and it's different colleagues in different um, lanes doing different things, but all, all within the community of just giving voice and being visible and 
being um, inspired and inspiring. But under that, actually, there's no but. And under that is, okay, so are you into the glamour of busy and you forget about, you know, that you've got to live a life too? Like, those are the things I have to remind myself because I don't believe in the glamour of busy. I don't the believe- glamour of busy. I've never yeah. heard that phrase that way before. Yeah. I, that one of my mentors actually shared that many years ago for me. And why do we need to portray being busy, right? I think Why about that all the time. Yeah. I am so excited I, to continue to see you do the wonderful things that you do. Thank you. It's a lot of fun. <laughs> yes. <laughs> thank you so much for joining me today, Caroline. You're amazing. You're amazing. Thank you. <laughs> I'm really trying hard not to say, oh no. And it's really challenging for yeah. me. I'm trying, I'm trying to use the, um, the wisdom of like, if someone's going to offer you a compliment, they're doing it for a reason. So thank you. You know what? I want to say on that, it was, it was very telling because I, I threw all the flowers at this, at this legacy casting director and this person accepted it and said, thank you so much. You know, and how did you feel when they did that? I felt as if I needed to become that person immediately because, you know, it's very strange to the ear almost to hear someone accept praise like that. Yeah, but it it's earned, by the way, it's it's not something to be discarded or ignored. It's, you know, everything that we do, I and and I see I see people play it down all day long. Oh yeah, I'm just working on this little film with my friend, you know, or it's whatever. It's like, yeah, it's everything because yes. it's it's actually leading you. It's taking those steps forward for you to gain an answer to that thing that you were asking me about earlier, Pam, which is like, you know, what if I don't know what I want to do next? It's all leading you toward that. So you you have to you have to acknowledge the flowers you know that's so you're full of insight and gems wow i'm so grateful to have had you on thank Aww. you this is beautiful so good to see you so good to see you and we will see you guys next time Bye. This podcast was produced by Jason Crow and me, Pamela Portnoy, with music by Jordan Ross Weinhold. You can follow the show on Instagram and Facebook at No One's Okay. And please don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. We love kind reviews. No One's Okay is also on YouTube. So if you want to see our faces, please subscribe to our channel. An extra special thank you goes out to Sean Moore, Claire Palmer, Jackson Palmer, Tiffany Hamoff, and Alexa Marie Anderson. This podcast was recorded at Soundworks Studios. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time.